Welcome to the Planet Laundry Podcast. This message is brought to you by Planet Laundry, the magazine of the Coin Laundry Association. In this episode, we will hear Planet Laundry editor Bob Neiman interview laundromat owner Stephen Gramalia, a laundry industry veteran who discusses his new life as a first-time store owner. You can read the full column entitled The Next Chapter in the August 2020 edition of the magazine. We'll go from there. So, Steve, yeah, um, first of all, congratulations on, uh, on Clean Fresh Laundromat, your new store in, uh, in Yonkers. Uh, that's an exciting undertaking. So uh, congratulations on that. Um, thank, you, thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a, it's a labor, labor of love. Yeah, absolutely. It has to be. Um, well, you, I guess I'd like to step back a little then, and you have an interesting background. And then you arrived at the laundromat uh, uh, ownership uh, from, from the financing side. Uh, and specifically from the laundromat financing side. So if, if you don't mind, can we just maybe talk a little bit about your professional background and how you eventually got here as a laundromat owner? Sure. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it is an interesting background. Um, I started working at Eastern Funding, uh, which which is a an independent uh, bank-owned equipment finance company. Uh, they specialize uh, they specialize in laundromat financing, new equipment, uh, used equipment, acquisitions, refinances. Uh, I started working there in 1999, mm-hmm. and I was in charge of the operations. I, I held a plethora of positions there, but mostly it was managing all the operations, dealing with HR, dealing with uh, infrastructure, uh, handling any all vendors and contracts, and I also managed some some key relationships with some uh, some of the manufacturers in the industry, some vendors, and a lot of repeat customers. And I was there for 21 years. I, I recently uh, retired from Eastern on June 30th, so just a, just a, a week or so ago, I right. I ended my my tenure there. Mm-hmm. I'm full-time, a full-time laundromat owner. Um, so, yeah, it was an interesting um, sort of background and, and way into the business. Right. So, yeah, it was, it was, it was a great situation for me. Right, certainly, certainly a strong background in, in laundromats, and, and, and certainly prepped you for uh, uh, for your current uh, your current career, your your next chapter uh, in this journey. So, uh, had you owned uh, any other businesses prior to Clean Fresh Laundromat? Any other small businesses on the side as well, or uh, or is this your first uh, foray? This is my first uh, first time owning a business, first time business owner. Okay, okay. Well, what made you decide to open a laundromat as opposed to maybe some other type of small business? I guess what advantages did a laundromat offer you at this stage? So, I mean, ideally, you want to do something that you know. Right, rather than right. sort of venturing out and mm-hmm. learning some new new skill, or uh, I, I've, I've wanted to own my own business for years. It was always sort of a, a plan of mine mm-hmm. to to own a, a business, and it was always over the last five plus years to own a laundromat. And I think that my experience financing laundromats for all those years, speaking to laundromat owners across the country, mm-hmm. uh, and learning. From them dealing with the the equipment manufacturers, equipment distributors.
distributors, dealing with contractors, I felt comfortable that this was a business that, that I could manage. Uh, I also like the fact uh, that it's a recession-proof business. People have to do laundry. Right. And now I'm sort of living it. You know, we, we opened our business on May 9th <laughs> of this year. In, right. the, in the midst, in the, in the, at the height of this global pandemic, it, it took a long time to get open, which I will talk about later. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I, I wish I could say the foresight uh, to, to do certain things in a certain way uh, in order to, you know, safely open this business. Fortunately, it is, it is an essential business, so I was able to open mm-hmm. uh, and, and business up and running. And it, it just worked out to be the timing was pretty pretty good and pretty bad at the same time, obviously. <laughs> right. With the, and my, my customers uh, just appreciate everything that we've done, uh, which, again, we, we'll get into that. But we, we created a space that is safe, is comfortable, is spacious, it's, it's clean, it's sanitary, and it, it doesn't exist. We, we created an oasis in a, in a field of, mm-hmm. of just a vast wasteland in, in our area. There, there are competitors, there are the laundromats, but nothing like what we've created. Right. Well, you, you certainly, uh, I think, anticipated my next question was, with, hey, you opened up in, in early May, right at the, uh, I don't know, the height of, of, of the COVID-19 uh, outbreak, uh, pandemic, uh, that's certainly challenging times for all business owners, uh, and especially new business owners. So, uh, and you've talked a little bit about it already, but what, what have you done specifically to adapt and to cope during this, this really difficult uh, business climate right now? Again, uh, it's an essential business, which is good and it's bad. Um, so, so, so just kind of let me know how you've, how you've adapted as, as a new business owner jumping right in. Maybe that was a good thing that you hadn't established anything yet. Um, I don't know. Uh, how, is, how has that been opening up uh, during these crazy times? So it's, it's been interesting, and I think you, you almost touched on it right there. So we hadn't opened prior to the, the pandemic starting, so we didn't have to change anything. Right. And when I say we, my, my wife and I, and my wife, fully, we're both full-time in the business. Okay. Um, we had started to, we, we had anticipated opening for a long time, and we, we hit a lot of snags in, in getting the business actually open. But we, we started... To, we had a business plan. We had certain things that we were going to do. And then when this pandemic started and, and we started to think about the, the day that we actually opened the doors, um, we had the benefit of being, you know, on the, you know, I'm a, my wife and I are members of the Coin Laundry Association. Mm-hmm. We, we received the Planet Laundry magazine. We're on all the Facebook groups. So we, we had the benefit of seeing what, best practices were being used in the industry by the best operators and and my experience and contact through Eastern Funding were, were a huge help. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we opened the door, you know, knowing what we needed to do to, to be safe, not just for us, but for our customers to be safe, for them to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so among a lot of things that we, that we did is we, you know, obviously practice social distancing, um, when we started, we opened the doors. We, we offered curbside pickup and delivery of, of um, washer 
orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, we u- utilize a, a, a payment system that has a tremendous feature, uh, which is that the system, uh, if you register, it's a card system, if you register your cell phone number to the card, the washers and dryers will text you when they're done. Mm-hmm. which means that the customers can wait outside, they can wait in their car, and even on busy, busy days that, mm-hmm. that we're experiencing, mm-hmm. it never feels in the store. Customers, they, they come in, they put their clothes in the wash, they start up the machines, they wait outside, they wait in their car. Uh, we have benches uh, that we set up outside our, our store. We're fortunate to have really good sidewalk um, it's a shopping center, so we've got you know mm-hmm. a, a covered sidewalk where we put benches out that we you know put six feet apart. So customers wait on the benches on nice days. They wait in their cars. So we we've got a great system where it allows the customers to feel safe. Uh, we also have a lot of space. Our store is five thousand four hundred square feet. Mm-hmm. So you know we have lot aisles. Um, you know we have a lot of equipment. We have 60 washers and 70 dryer pockets, so customers can spit themselves out. They don't, you know, even even on busy days, it, it just doesn't seem busy. Um, the other thing that we do is we just sanitize all day long. I mean, our attendants, uh, my wife and I, we're, we're there, and, and we are constantly wiping down carts and wiping down folding tables and wiping mm-hmm. down the seating area, and the customers see it, and, and they feel comfortable with it. Uh, we also have um, we have antimicrobial um, laundry carts mm. that have a, a coat on them uh, that you know prevents uh, the, the the you know the spread of germs and viruses. So that that's another item. And we just educate our customers all the time because customers call and they come in and they say, well, what are you doing to protect us? And, mm-hmm. and we educate them. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we wear masks, all of our employees wear masks. We enforce, there's a New York state ordinance where, uh, any, anybody that comes into the store has to wear a mask. Uh, we enforce that, uh, it makes customers feel safe. So, you know, we, we were fortunate to not have to really change anything because we opened up in the middle of this thing. So we started off on the right foot. Right, right. It certainly uh, was an un- unusual situation, and it seems like you're, you're you're covering all bases, and you've done all the research and the due diligence, and uh, uh, it sounds like you're doing you know everything you can do um, during the during this tough time. Um, how how has business been? Just uh, yeah, yeah. It's been business has been great. So mm-hmm. we're, we're open two months. Uh, we open mm-hmm. on May ninth, mm-hmm. uh, so we're open two months, and. It, the business is still ramping. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it takes takes a time to ramp up the store. Right. Um, we're we're growing at about a ten percent growth rate every week, week over week. Every week, it's a little bit better. Uh, so so we're we're doing extremely well in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. And I attribute that to a couple of things. One is, um, like I said, our competition is uh, really did not do a good job in, in handling the the pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we have some significant advantages over our competition, but they haven't done a good job. We've done a lot of mark, a lot of, um, advertising and we've, we utilize about four different avenues, five different avenues of advertising okay. to announce to the community 
that were there, that, that were safe, that were spacious, that were clean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and another advantage that we have over our competition is that we have 200G washers, which our competitors do not. Uh, so, you know, that that's obviously an advantage that we advertise, meaning you can get in and out of the store faster. The, the clothes come out significantly drier before, you know, out of the wash so that you don't have to spend, you know, 45, 50, 55 minutes drying your clothes. So, you know, our average cycle time is 23 minutes for a wash and mm-hmm. 28 minutes drier. Mm-hmm. So people can be in in under an hour, um, depending on how fast they want to fold. Um, mm-hmm. but, but that's a significant advantage. The less time people, you know, spend, in, in, you know, outside of their home, the more comfortable they feel. So, you know, we, we've, we, we advertise that, uh, and we just focus on our customers. We, we make them feel safe and comfortable. We're, we're really, really big on customer service. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Customers have options. They can go other places. Right. And, you know, we, we want to take care of them, and it's been well-received. Right, right. You know, and as you say, speed has never been more important, uh, getting customers in and out. Uh, They want to get in and out, and you want to move traffic through the store, and uh, it's never been more critical. So that's a great point that you bring up. Um, Now, the the new store is in in Yonkers, New York. Um, What made you decide on that location? So there's a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I had been, my wife and I had been looking for a location for about two years. Uh, we were, we were looking, we were not in a hurry. We, we found a couple locations. They didn't pan out for mm-hmm. various reasons. Um, and I was working with my, my local speed queen distributor, which is Metropolitan Laundry. Mm-hmm. And they, they knew I was looking. They actually called me with this location and they said, Hey, we, we found a location. We think it's a great location for you. It turns out that it, it's six miles from my house, which, sure. which is ideal. Yes. We wanted to be uh, wanted to be close to the house, uh, to where we live, uh, only just for ease of management. I, I've dealt with a lot of customers over my my years at Eastern, and a lot of customers get fatigued by the travel. Mm-hmm. And and it just drains you if you've got to drive an hour or you've got to drive through horrendous traffic, even if it's a, a store that's close to you, but you've got to go over a bridge. Sure. Um, you know the geography in, in Lower New York, in Westchester County, and in, into New York City. You know we're we're famous for our traffic. Uh, <laughs> so if you've got to go, you know, ten miles, but it takes you forty five minutes. Right. It's just draining. So we were we were targeting the Yonkers market um for those unfamiliar yonkers is is um just north it's the first it's actually a city it's the first city north of new york city it's just over the bronx border right so you you've got a large population base very diverse population um this particular location is surrounded by apartment complexes these apartment complexes all have laundry rooms Mm-hmm. But again, in, in the midst of this pandemic, these laundry rooms are small. Mm-hmm. They don't have a lot of machines. They don't have large capacity machines. They're not really maintained. They're, they're run by management companies or route operators that had a lot of trouble 
with staffing uh, during the pandemic. So we, we really opened at, at an ideal time. I know that sounds strange, but it really was. Mm-hmm. And, and in a still location where, you know, the competition was light. Uh, we have a lot of apartment uh, dwellers. Uh, we have a lot of multifamily in the area. And with our advertising, we've been able to draw from from the Bronx, from other parts of, of Yonkers, other parts of Lower Westchester. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to answer your question, we really liked the, the demographics in mm-hmm. Yonkers. Um, and this location was just ideal because the competition, you know, and, and the, the alternatives that these customers had was, was just made it great for us. Right, right. Well, what were those demographics that were so appealing? What, uh, what are the demographics of that store and the clientele, customer base? It, it's, it's, a, it's a very uh, mixed to melting pot. Mm-hmm. So the, the demographic really that appealed to us was the, the um, percentage of renters in that area versus percentage of single-family homeowners. Okay. So we, we looked at the demographics of all of the apartment and multifamily that's in that area. The income levels were actually a little bit higher than you would typically want to see uh, for a laundromat, for ideal, for, ideally for a laundromat. Uh, but we, we recognize that those apartment dwellers, regardless of their income, they have to do their laundry, and they have to now especially do it in a safe, clean, sanitary, spacious environment. Right. So when we were looking, this obviously was – well before there was a pandemic, we were really looking at the, the percentage of renters in the area that that we could target. And we, we looked at all these apartment buildings that I got in and, and looked at the laundry rooms, and they're just inadequate. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, there's an apartment building complex that is behind our store, and there's, there's five buildings, mm-hmm. each building over 100 apartment units. And each building has a laundry room, and each laundry room has between five and seven washers and mm-hmm. five and seven dryers. So if you do the math on that, <laughs> right, it's it's woefully inadequate mm-hmm. for a hundred units. Mm-hmm. And and those people now that now that those are all of our customers, and we we talk to them, you know, extensively when they come in and talk about their experience, they. They just felt unsafe in those small rooms. If they have comforters, they don't fit in the in the machines. They don't have the variety of sizes of machines that we have. So it, it just it was just a perfect fit for us uh, where where that that panned out. Right, right. There was a, there was certainly a need in that area that that you recognized uh, and that you're you're clearly filling uh, by your success each month, month over month. Um, let's talk about the location uh, specifically. Um, w- was there an existing laundry there? Did you build this from the ground up? Uh, how did that process go? What was that? It was, it was a vacant space. Okay. Uh, we built it from, it was a space that we built it from the ground up. So it's a shopping center that's an L shape, uh, anchored by CVS, um, CVS uh, store, mm-hmm. and there's also an Outback Steakhouse in the shopping center. Okay. This space that we occupied is on the end, uh, and it used to be a, uh, a Lucille Roberts workout gym okay. that had been uh, 
closed for about two or three years before we signed the lease. So it, it was a, a fresh build. Okay, okay. Well, were there any surprises or, or maybe interesting anecdotes that you care to share uh, regarding the whole building process? How did, how did that go? Was it smooth? Um, I don't know. Did those things ever go completely smooth? Um, yeah. So it, it, it went smooth at times and then not so smooth. And, and despite my, my many years of experience in the industry, uh-huh. all my contacts, <laughs> Right. Being on joint CLA and, and talking to many operators, you still can't foresee all the issues that you're going to have. And we, we ran into uh, a lot of different issues with the construction, with permitting, with inspections. And then obviously the last three three months before we opened, mm-hmm. the, the pandemic held up uh, tremendously. Right. Um, you know, the first time you do something, you just you make some mistakes and and you 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 learn from that. And and I thought I kind of knew it all, but I was humbled by the the experience of, of building out a, right. a a big location. So mm-hmm. um, if the bottom line is we we got we were able to get open, mm-hmm. we're we're really happy with how the, the space turned out. It, it's just a, a beautiful mm-hmm. space and. Really, really happy to be able to serve the community and give our customers a really, really great place to do laundry. Right, Steve. How how long did that process take? That that building process. So, the, there was a lot of different sort of um, situations that occurred. It took it took about five months to get the city to approve the plan. Mm-hmm. The city of Yonkers. Okay. So that that. That took a long time. They they put shovels in the ground, and you know, metaphorically speaking, mm-hmm. uh, in April of uh, 2019. So they started the plans were approved. They started the construction in April, and the store was ready to open uh, in December. So the actual construction took about uh, seven to eight months, and then it took us five or six months to, to get the final approvals to to open uh, the location. Okay. So there were three sort of phases. The mm-hmm. pre-planning phase where we submitted the plans and had a lot of issues getting the plans approved. Then the actual construction, which went really smoothly. The, construct, the actual physical construction went really, really well. We were fortunate that the space had all the utilities that we needed. So that, that was... Uh, that was sort of a blessing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then once we got done getting the city to sign off on it, getting all the approvals from the fire department and the building department, uh, and then you know the building department got shut down because of COVID, uh, and and so you know there were there were it, it took a long time. It took longer than we expected, but right. some of it was really beyond control. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, do, do you care to share how much uh, this laundromat cost? Uh, yeah, the, the total project, equipment, construction, all the rent that we paid, you know, was just over a million and a half dollars. Okay. All right. So it's a very large location. You know, we have, mm-hmm. we have a lot of equipment. Mm-hmm. And, and it's New York, so prices are inflated. You know, you've got Absolutely. a very high 
minimum wage is, is very, very high. So everything costs a lot more in, in New York, especially in lower New York. So it was right. It was a big, it's a big project. Right, right. Now, you, you had mentioned um, uh, competitors in the competition. Is, is there a lot of competition in your marketplace? Uh, how many, I guess, maybe how many other stores do you have uh, in what you consider to be your, your market? There are two laundromats uh, with, within walking distance. Uh, and and one has a very, very small store. It's got 16 washers and 16 dryers. Mm-hmm. It's very cramped. The machines are, are 20 years old. Uh, that That's one competitor, uh, which I would really not consider competition. There's, there's a real competitor uh, that's close by. Uh, again, another 20-year-old store. It's a bigger store. It's about 3,500 square feet. Mm-hmm. Um, again, older equipment. They don't have air conditioning. Uh, they they have a lot of equipment that's broken down. It's again, it's it's a vast wasteland of competition. I think our real competition is the building laundry rooms mm-hmm. more so than these two locations. Sure. Uh, it's much more convenient for people to, especially nowadays, there are still some people that don't want to leave the house. Mm-hmm. So I, I would really consider the blend of, you know, a very, very small location, um, a larger location that is just run down, and then some laundry rooms in, in the buildings. But outside of that, there's there's just nothing like what we have. Right. We, we're, we're a store that it's just not, not, you know, there's no competition that would compare to what we have between our technology, mm-hmm. our space, the way we run the store, our parking, you know, we're in a shopping center. So our parking, you know, we have about 75 dedicated parking spots because we're on the end cap. So we, we just have a tremendous, uh, tremendous advantages over the competition mm-hmm. uh, beyond what you'd normally have. Right. Perfect. Great points. Um, what, hey, once you opened this laundromat, um, were there any surprises? Even though you'd been um, basically in the industry for, for over 20 years, were there any surprises once the doors opened, either good or bad? Yeah, there were, there were definitely some things that you can't predict, especially when you're a first-time you know, business owner. I mean, I had heard for years from customers at Eastern that it, it's harder than you think it is. Uh, and, and that's true. It, mm-hmm. It's definitely, it's a lot of work and, and people that get into this business and think that it's, and I've heard this before for years, mm-hmm. uh, it's an absentee owner business. It runs itself. Um, that, that's possible, but <laughs> not if you want to be successful right. and, and not if you, you want to be the, the, the market leader. Um, it, it takes a lot of management. We're open 24 hours, seven days a week. We have, uh, seven employees, uh, not including my wife and I, mm-hmm. and it, it, it takes, it's a challenge to, uh, it was, you know, it's a challenge to find employees, uh, especially in the middle of a pandemic. It was a challenge, uh, it's a challenge to, to train them. Um, and you know, it's challenging to run a business that's open 24 hours, seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So that, that certainly, you, you can't prepare yourself for that. Um, it was challenging, you know, 
working that store, and, and it still is, uh, we're there every single day, and we're there a lot of hours. Mm-hmm. It requires hands-on, you know, constant, you know, management in terms of dealing with the issues that come up, dealing with customers. One of the challenges that mm-hmm. we, we faced was how do you deal with a customer that has an issue? Right. Uh, and and there's, no, there's no rule book for it. You know, you, mm-hmm. you've got to kind of figure it out. Right. And, and our sort of business philosophy is the customer is always right. Mm-hmm. So when our customers have an issue, they take clothes out of the washer, mm-hmm. they still have soap on them, and it's it's not even our fault. Mm-hmm. We take responsibility. We will rewash their clothes for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll we'll fix issues that come up because again, your customers are are everything. Right. So you know the challenges that that exist are just. You're learning on the job. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the some of the nice surprises are just how how grateful our customers are. I mean, they tell us constantly. They thank us. Mm-hmm. They thank us for for building a space that they can come to and feel comfortable. Um, we've had some great, you know, our customers. If they spill soap, they'll come and ask for a rag. They want to keep it clean. Mm-hmm. They they and they tell us, please continue doing what you're doing. Um, so we hear horror stories. I've heard it over the years. Customers are messy. Customers will destroy this and they'll, they'll wreck your machines. We've been pleasantly surprised. Our customers are courteous. They're courteous to each other. Um, you know, they'll, they'll come and get us if, if they have an issue. Um, so there's been some, some really, it's, it's just been a great experience thus far. Sure. It's great when you get customers to, um, uh, to take ownership and to, to, to buy into what you're doing. And, and I guess if you, you, you build a, a facility that uh, respects them uh, and, and, and builds up the whole community, they're going to they're gonna take that ownership and, uh, and take care of things because they appreciate it. So it's, uh, For sure. it certainly lets you know that you're doing the right thing and you're on the right path when, uh, when you see that from, from customers, I would think. So, yeah. Um, are wash dry fold services and commercial accounts part of the business model? And I, I realize that those take longer to ramp up, and you're you're just very new. Um, but is that something that you you plan to do um, in the future? We do offer wash dry fold. Uh, we've offered it from day one. It, it's really in, in this area. It it's necessary to, to offer it. Okay. Uh, since we're twenty. 20- and fully staffed 24 7 um it's it's something that we've planned for it was in our business plan and we we take great pride in in the quality of wash dry fold that we provide we did a lot of research and our competitors and other laundromats that we visited and and, and you know investigated you know they basically take all the wash they throw it in in you know, the smallest washer that it'll fit in, uh, they fold it and they return it to you. We, we wanted to do something better than that. Uh, so what we do is we just take a lot of extra care when we're washing other people's clothes. We treat them as if they were our clothes. And we, we didn't see that that care and that type of, of service from the marketplace. Mm-hmm. So we separate all the clothes. We spot treat them. Mm-hmm. We... We use high-quality detergent softener. We ask our customers how they want it when they drop it off. And and we've had tremendous 
repeat customer business already uh, from our customers that, that just love the way their clothes come out, the way we package them, the way we treat the customers. So wash dry fold is, is a big piece and it's, it, it's actually growing very nicely. We're very happy with it. Um, we, we were sort of on the fence with sort of commercial accounts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and, and what wound up happening, we, we initially were going to try to look for some commercial accounts. Once our, our start date, our open date got pushed back because of COVID, um, we decided not to pursue commercial accounts. Mm-hmm. And we really have a plan to do it. Most of the commercial accounts that we would get in our area would be gyms, mm-hmm. hotels, uh, which are not open. Right. I mean, some hotels, some hotels are open, but I don't think there's any business there. Gyms are still not open, allowed to open in New York. Um, mm-hmm. A lot, most restaurants, restaurants, restaurants are another uh, commercial account that you could secure. And again, restaurants in New York are are only partially open for indoor dining. So we decided not to focus on it. Um, it's just not. It's just not a revenue source that would make sense for us, and, mm-hmm. and given the environment. Um, it's just not something that we would do. But the wash and pull business is mm-hmm. uh, is extremely important to us, and and in our area, it's it's needed. Right, right. Very good, very good. Um, personally, Steve, what what are your business strengths? So I I, I use the skills that I've learned and, and used for twenty one years at Eastern Funding. Um, I think a lot of them translated over to this business. Uh, I was in operations at Eastern. I was dealing with uh, basically customer relationship, dealing with uh, manufacturers and and vendors and customer end users. So I've tried to translate those skills over. So I I do all the hiring at Clean Fresh. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. I do all the human resources, all the hiring, um, and I pay all the bills. So I do all that stuff. And, um, and then my wife, who compliments me extremely well, mm-hmm. she deals with managing the actual management of the employees. Uh, she does a lot of, um, you know, training and, you know, just making sure that our employees do things the way we want them done and the consistency is there. So regardless of who the attendant is that's processing that wash dry fold order, it's going to look the same every week when that person, when that customer comes in right. and, and it won't, the customer's not say, Oh, you know, my wash and fold was different this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about consistency mm-hmm. and it's about being able to provide that consistency regardless of who's processing that order. Sure. So my wife's really, really good at that. And working with the attendants and the employees, uh, my wife, you know, handles all the repairs and and all of dealing with the issues with the equipment. Okay. Uh, that's not my not my forte. Mm-hmm. First to admit it, I'm not very handy, uh, <laughs> but she's very handy, so she yeah. that. So combined, you know, we we complement each other very well, and and we work really well together. Uh, we make a good team. Perfect. Very good. Well, what are what are some of the keys to I guess to running a successful laundromat business? in 2020 and I realize 2020 is kind of an outlier year um, not the norm but um, I guess even going forward what, what do you see as some of the keys to just running a successful laundry business these days so it's, it's not complicated and that, that's one of the things and again just going back to why I, 
decided to do this business. It's, yeah. it's really not complicated. You don't have, you know, you have a limited amount of inventory. Um, it's really a, you know, the machines do all the work. Um, it's, it's an essential business, which is key. And it's recession proof. People have to wash their clothes. You don't have a choice. So um, the keys to running it successfully, in, in my opinion, which is, you know, limited uh, to two months of experience, but <laughs> right. from what I've seen, you, you, you have to keep the store clean. And that's something that has, has been the case over all these, you know, many, many years. People don't want to wash their clothes in a dirty store. Now more than ever, that is so key. And we have the customers come into our store and it's spotless. And we are constantly cleaning it, cleaning it, cleaning it. And our customers, the first thing they say, you know, new customer that's used to going elsewhere, wherever that is, mm -hmm. I can't believe how clean it is. And that is a key right now. I mean, that's, that's the biggest issue mm -hmm. that running a store right now, your store has to be spotless. So true. Your customers have to I mean, it, more so than ever. It's always been that way, but mm -hmm. it's it now more so than ever. Mm -hmm. if, that, if there's one thing I had to take away to say what's the key to success right now, mm -hmm. it's, it's keeping the store clean so your customers feel safe. Right. Absolutely. Great, great, great point. Hey, in, in your opinion, what are, what are some of the hot-button issues for laundry owners today? What are some of the, the key issues? And you brought up certainly cleanliness, but that's, uh, yeah. Well, I think it's, it really sort of all has to deal with this, how you're handling the, the pandemic that we're all facing right now. How do you make your customers feel safe? Mm -hmm. How do you give them that comfort level? Right. Um, you know, clearly there's, there's technology, uh, as I mentioned before, our card system that we utilize with the text alerts. Is key uh, educating the customer on how to use that and, and how to socially, you know, do some social distancing. Um, you know, I think there's more technology out there that can be utilized that can help. Um, you know, clearly, you know, keeping your expenses down. I mean, right now, again, mm -hmm. I didn't have the benefit of being open before the pandemic, but I know that we spend a lot of money on cleaning products. Right. And PPE and and you know equipment to keep our customers and our employees safe. So I think a hot button issue is how do you keep expenses down at a time when expenses are, are up in mm -hmm. terms of what you need to do to keep your customers safe. So sure. um, securing securing supplies at a reasonable cost, trying to figure out where to get stuff so that get get supplies so that you can try to keep costs down. Um, but I think every all all roads lead to dealing with this pandemic and how do you split um, and how do you keep your customers safe and your employees safe. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really sort of what everybody's talking about and that's 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 what we're dealing with right now. I think most operators are, are across the country are dealing with the same issue. Sure. Very good. Great great points. Um, Two months into this uh, this new venture, uh, what's the most common myth of laundry ownership that you've uh, discovered? Uh, it's definitely the myth of it, it's an absentee type business where it mm -hmm. runs itself. Right. That 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 is uh, that is definitely a myth. If 
that's how you feel and that's how you're running the store, you're missing out on a tremendous opportunity mm-hmm. to make a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's probably it's possible to do it that way, but again, you're missing out on opportunities mm-hmm. uh, and you're missing out on you know treating your customers and having them you know be more loyal and, and attract new customers. Mm-hmm. But I think the biggest myth is definitely it runs itself. The equipment does all the work. All right. Uh, <laughs> you, you go there and you and you, you take the money to the bank. Right. 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 That's certainly not how it works. Um, very good. Um, in your experience, uh, you know, over the years, when when a self service laundry business fails, what's typically the most common reason for that? Um, operator error. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at, at 21 years of Eastern funding, lending money to thousands of laundromat operators, mm-hmm. I, I don't know the exact number, but I could probably come close to 90 plus percent of the problem loans that we had at Eastern and the problems that existed were the operators not running the store, the operator not paying attention to it, the operator letting the employees run it. Uh, it's really all operator related. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if you, mm-hmm. you know, most locations, uh, you know, it's typically most locations are good locations if they're run properly. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the main problems that that I've seen over many years, and I can see it with my competitors right now, they're just not run right. They're just not run properly. Mm-hmm. They don't care or they're distracted other things. Um, it's it's a it's a fairly straightforward business to run, but you've got to run it. You've got to be there. You've got to take care of your customers. And if you don't do that, they're going to go elsewhere. It, it all goes back to the operator. You're right. Very good. Um, I just have a few more uh, for you here, Steve, because I know you're busy and I, sure. I really I really appreciate your time today. Um, what, what, are your, uh, what are your top business goals uh, for the rest of this year and then into uh, 2021? What are you looking to accomplish? main business goals are just to keep ramping the store and, and to keep uh, building on, on the early success that we've had. We want to keep it going. Uh, there's, there's a tremendous potential in this market. Uh, as we've seen already, we're, we're drawing from a much larger radius than we thought we would. We've got people coming from a little bit further away. Um, and, and I think that we can continue to, to draw and and provide a uh, an oasis for people to do this this essential basic need that that they have, which is to do their laundry and to be to be clean and to be sanitary. So, we, you know, our our goal is just to continue to ramp, uh, to continue to keep the store clean, uh, and to continue to manage it and and run it the way we would want. If we were a customer and we needed to do laundry, we'd want to go to this place. That was kind of our, our mm-hmm. business plan, sort of our our over our overall sort of business goal was to provide a place to do laundry where we'd want to go and do our own laundry. And, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. that that doesn't exist in, in this market. It just doesn't. The the, the competition is. It's just not a. I wouldn't want to do my laundry in mm-hmm. any of these other laundromats mm-hmm. that we compete with. Right. So you know, the goal was to 
create a place that that people would enjoy doing their laundry. And the feedback has been just that. We have people that I love coming here to do our laundry. Right. And it's just great to hear. Yeah, very good. Yes, yes. Um, I know your answer to this next question, but is the laundrette business still a good business for entrepreneurs to get into today? 100%. Yeah, it's 100%. It's, it's a great business. Uh, if we could open up in, in the at the height of, of a global pandemic that, that hasn't been seen in 100 years or more mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and start out strong, uh, it, it's a good business. Right. There's nothing else to say to that. You're right. Great, great point. And uh, a last question for you. Uh, do you plan to open any other uh, any other laundromats uh, in the future? Or is this one keeping you I busy do. enough? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is keeping us busy for sure. Um, yeah, anytime you have a startup, it, it requires a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, my plan is uh, to – I'm full-time in this business now and to continue – to grow this location, but to look for other locations and, and look for some opportunities that may be out there. Uh, you know, my goal is to have five to seven laundromats in the next three years. Okay. All right. That's aggressive. It, it is, but it's, uh, it's doable. It, mm-hmm. It's not, uh, you know, it's, it's doable. It's not, uh, too crazy. I don't think, mm-hmm. I think in this mm-hmm. environment, uh, Right, right. Hey, Steve, I really appreciate your time today. Is there anything that maybe I didn't ask that you would like to get out there that you think other laundry owners could learn from your uh, uh, your experience uh, getting into this business? And uh, just just anything that I didn't ask that you'd like to uh, maybe get out there? Or do you think we covered it? I, I think we covered everything, but I, I do think that I, 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 the one thing I would want to sort of get out there so to laundromat operators that might be either reading or listening to this interview is that never underestimate how important it is to treat the customers with dignity and respect. Uh, it goes a long, long way. And I can tell you from my research for, for a couple of years leading up to this venture, I went into, I've been in a lot of laundromats in my 21 years at Eastern Funding, mm-hmm. a lot, all over the country. And I can tell you that the one thing that was lacking in all those years and all those visits and all those states was a customer service aspect of something as simple as when a customer walks in, mm-hmm. you say, hi, welcome, mm-hmm. good morning, good afternoon. Mm-hmm. And when they're leaving, thanks for coming, see you soon. I've walked into so many laundromats and nobody said a word to me. Right. And you're left on your own to figure out how to use the machine. Mm-hmm. You're left on your own to figure how to use a card system. So, I mean, I, I, you know, my, my only advice, and this is certainly not uh, out of left field, but treat your customers with respect. Mm-hmm. Just be nice to them. Be courteous. Even when there's a problem. Mm-hmm. Customers always rec- Right. And so I think that's missing in this industry because, again, I think a lot of people think it's, it runs itself. The customers come in, they wash their clothes, and they leave. I think that, that it's short-sighted, and I think that a lot of operators in this country are missing out because they're just not providing that level of customer service. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it goes a long way with the customers. So 
No, and it's it's a great point. Well taken. Uh, Steve, again, thank you so much. Best of luck with the new store and, uh, and uh, really helpful to me. So thanks very much. Have a great day. Thanks, Bob. All right. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us on our podcast today. Be sure to subscribe to Planet Laundry at www.planetlaundry.com slash subscribe and follow us on social media at Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube.